Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, I'm joined by Kevin Eikenberry, the author of The Long Distance Leader, that will share rules for remarkable remote leadership. Kevin is a best-selling author and educator, and in 1993, he founded the company now known as the Kevin Eikenberry Group, based in Indianapolis, Indiana. He has developed a variety of leadership products and services, including workshops and the membership-based leadership learning product, the Remarkable Leadership Learning System. He has led hundreds of teleseminars and webinars. He authors one of the most popular newsletters in the industry, Unleashing Your Remarkable Potential. He is also a prolific blogger and writer and has been consistently named among the most impactful leadership experts on dozens of blog and social media lists of who's who. He is a regular contributor to Business Management Daily, Top Sales World, and Smart Brief. He was recently named uh, one of Inc.com's top 100 leadership and management experts in the world. His upbringing on a Michigan farm provides the basis for many leadership lessons used in the dozens of articles he writes each year. His adept storytelling abilities, uh, unique and sometimes quirky style, and real-world examples from a very diverse client base combine to make him one of the most popular authors in the leadership industry today. After interviewing over 300 Cashflow Ninjas on the show, a common question I get asked is, what are the top things you have learned from these Cashflow Ninjas? And I've compiled the biggest lessons I've learned in a report and video, the 10 top things that Cashflow Ninjas know. You can download the video and report at CashflowNinja.com. Are you an investor looking for passive cash flow but don't have the time to explore your options? Discover Real Estate. It's the best option for passive income that savvy investors have been turning to for years to generate income and build wealth. But the reality is real estate investing takes expertise, market knowledge, and time. So what do you do if you don't have the time or market knowledge? Discover how many business investors have found a way to generate cash flow from real estate investing. Their secret? They partner with proven private real estate investment funds. Four Peaks Capital Partners have created a system that allows accredited investors the opportunity to invest in undervalued assets to generate passive income and capital gains. Invest with the cash flow experts and sit back while Four Peaks does all the work. 
Call Four Peaks Capital Partners at 877-5-INCOME. That's 877-5-INCOME or go to privateincomeinvesting.com. An offer to buy or sell securities is only made by a private placement memorandum. Prospective investors must read the PPM in its entirety before making an investment decision. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, MC. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Well, yeah. So uh, in terms of your listeners, most are going to be interested probably to know that I worked in corporate America, but it's been a long time, almost 25 years ago. This September will be 25 years since I started my company, which started out as many people do as one person. And now I've got a team of folks that work for me around the country and contractors that work with us broader than that. And uh, we help organizations and the leaders in those organizations be more effective uh, and to help create greater success for them, for their teams, and for their organizations. I'm very excited to to, to jump into our, our conversation and our topic for the day. You, you, your book is amazing, The Long Distance Leader, Rules for Remarkable Remote Leadership. Before we jump into that, let's just touch base on how the environment for companies have changed uh, you know, you and I just uh, had a brief chat where I shared that I'm building a virtual organization. So I have folks uh, all over the world uh, working for for in my company uh, mm-hmm. that are that are partners. It's it's quite amazing how things have changed. Uh, maybe you can start by just sharing a little bit about the landscape uh, in which companies find themselves in. Well, you know, 25 years ago when I left corporate America to start uh, my company, MC. You know, the only people that really thought about working remotely were at senior level positions where they were they were leading, you know, manufacturing plants or those sorts of things, or uh, regional sales managers types of folks. And so that's been happening for a long time. Of course, the reality is that now it's everywhere. Uh, more than 90% of project teams have at least one virtual member. Uh, and pretty much anywhere you look, people are working from home one day a week, two days a week, or they never go to an office. And so the world has changed, and a lot of for many in many cases as leaders we haven't really thought about it. Or even if you're in your situation and that's sort of how you began, you don't really have a good model or a good role model to figure out how do I do this leadership thing at a distance um, as opposed to people being down the hall. So basically, we ended up here inadvertently without noticing it. And I think in many organizations, people are just now becoming aware of, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I, everyone has a desk here, but they're not here every day. They're somewhere else half of the time. And uh, that means you've got a remote team. And if you've got one person, MC, that's remote, you've got a remote team. One of the big things that I've tried to research and read up a lot about is uh, just uh, the of how to build an organizational culture. And then at the head of this culture is the leader, right? And leadership plays a very, very big role 
and shaping that culture and motivation and, and so forth. We could list all, all of the things that leadership drives. What are some of the biggest challenges that remote leaders specifically face, face in this environment? Well, let me start by just making a comment about the culture piece. You have a culture in your organization. It may not be the one you want, right? And so the leader leaders are responsible for what exists, but they're also responsible for changing it if that's required or desired. And so, you know, culture is nothing more than the way we do things around here. So you got one of those already. It's only a matter of whether it's the one you want. And I would say this, while leadership is responsible for that, they share that responsibility with the individuals in the organization. And that's the trait that the lead in I would make to how this relates to doing this at a distance and leading a remote team. If we want to intentionally create MC, the culture that we want for a team that is remote, we've got to be far more intentional than we've been before. We've got to have clear expectations about what we want the culture to be, how we want work to get done, and then we need to model that, and we need to talk about that. And I think in the, in the remote world, there's a bunch of factors that we didn't even really have to think about as much when people were down the hall, like how are we going to communicate and how frequently are we going to communicate? Because if you're down the hall, how is, hey, do you have a minute? And the frequency is when I see you. Uh, but when people are remote, as your team is, they don't ever perhaps see you, right? And they don't know what you're doing or how busy they, that you are. And so they can't just poke their head in the door and, and ask for your time. And they, can, they assume probably uh, accurately that you're busy. And so they don't check in and you don't check in and time passes. So we have to have clear expectations about how we're going to communicate, which technology tools we're going to use, and how frequently and which tools we're going to use to do that. And so that's all part of culture. And so what do I expect as the leader of my team members in terms of the work itself and how we're going to do the work? And if we can make those expectations clear, we're setting the table to create the culture that we want. Now, uh, in your book, you've, uh, you discussed a survey that, uh, that you guys performed about remote leaders. Uh, what uh, was some of the information that you came across in the survey um, uh, that would tell us a little bit more about remote leaders and uh, what were some of the findings? Well, a, a couple of things is that, uh, you know, we had, we had pretty good demographics in terms of d- disciplines and industries and that sort of thing. A couple of interesting things over half of those that we surveyed had a, a team size of 11 or more, which would, would be my case as well. And so we're not talking about people leading one or two people that happen to be working from home. We're talking about largely groups, uh, large teams. And anytime you lead a larger team, you, it gets more complex anyway. And then now we're doing it at a distance. The other thing, and I was hinting at this, this idea that are they all remote or are they just some of them remote? Well, uh, the majority of the teams of the folks that we talked were with 70% of them were what we call a hybrid team where some people are in the office and others are not, which creates additional challenges for us. But probably the biggest thing that people want to talk about is this idea of what we asked the question, what are your biggest worries about leading a remote team? And um, the, the biggest worry we got was, can I be as effective? Like if we're all together I know what I ought to be able to achieve as a leader. Is it possible? 
58% asked the question, is it possible to be as good, to be as effective as a leader when when everyone's not in the same place? So there's some unrest, there's some frustration, and and there's some worry, and there's some lack of confidence that, that is out there in this regard. And I think the other thing, MC, and maybe this you experienced this too, is that a lot of leaders are sort of getting by. They are paddling really fast. And if they've got a team that's spread out around the world, they're, they're maybe working a lot closer to 24-7 than they'd like because they're trying to be available for their team members who are at a distance. But unlike a duck that can paddle really fast and you really can't see above the surface how it's going, right? It looks pretty good. I think what we're finding here is a lot of people are paddling fast and there's a lot of flailing arms and a lot of water and a lot of people uh, getting closer and closer to burning out because they just don't know quite how to deal with this issue of leading at a distance. And we say it's leadership first, location second. You're listening to Kevin Eikenberry on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth. Producers Wealth assists people in creating, protecting, and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production, provide them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Kevin Eikenberry on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely interesting. Now, um, what are some of the things that you can nail down to um, as far as the challenges of this hybrid team? Some people working in one place together, others working remotely. Uh, what, what are some of the things that people can do to address some of the challenges that you guys have identified as well? Yeah, I'd say that there are, there, there are four really big challenges. Uh, one is around, there's, there are challenges around communication. There are challenges around um, building relationships. There are challenges around uh, how do we coach people, and there are challenges around how do we get collaboration to happen. So let's talk about each of those. Let's start with collaboration. So here's what we know. The research all tells us, MC, that when people work alone, they actually get remotely, they often are more productive. They get more done. They have fewer interruptions. But the problem is the interruptions are often part of the work. And so what's happening is while people are getting more of their work done, they're viewing all of their work as their own, and they're not seeing themselves as a part of a team. So part of the job of a leader in a remote team is to be very clear about what your expectations are about collaboration, and then be the person that's making the connection, um, creating the collaboration, creating the use of the tools that people have at their disposal, using them well enough that we can get true collaboration to happen. Uh, In the area of communication, we talked about this a little bit already. There's There's no chance for the spontaneous, in-the-moment communication when people are working at a distance. So we've got to use our technology tools. We've got to use the right ones at the right time. So I'm guessing everyone who's listening has had this experience of 
sending an email, getting a reply, sending an email back, getting a reply, and the longer this thread goes, the less effective it gets. So as an example, in our organization, if you get past a third email on the same topic, someone needs to pick up the telephone or fire up their webcam. In other words, we know that email is not a good tool for a conversation. So we're not going to use that tool to have a conversation. So we need to use the right tools for the right jobs rather than just using the tool that is convenient or easy for us. So lots we could talk about around communication, but there's just one example, MC. So we've talked a little bit about the communication one and the collaboration one. Any questions about those before I, or do you want to just go on to the other two? Are there any specific tools that you couldn't recommend with regards to those that listeners might uh, be able to incorporate within their own companies? Uh, my guess is you've already got all the tools, right? You're using an email tool. You've got email. You've got phones. Clearly, one of the tools we ought to be using. You've probably got a webcam. If you don't have a webcam, you ought to get those and have some platform where you can work from those. You're probably using some sort of a meeting presentation tool like a WebEx or a GoToMeeting or a Zoom or something. You need to learn how to use those better. And you probably have some sort of instant messaging tool. And if you don't, uh, you can use something like Slack and you can start out with that for free. We are really sort of platform neutral, much more to say, make sure if you have a communication challenge, you have a tool that's going to help meet that challenge rather than forcing the tools you've got to do what you need. That'd be my answer to that. Um, In terms of building relationships remotely, to go back to our earlier list, I would say this, that we must be very clear that as a leader, that's part of our job, that we must be making sure that people are getting to know each other about more than just the work, MC. So, for example, on our team, if someone new joins the team, whether they will be in the office or whether they're out and about, doesn't matter, they have an expe- there's an expectation of them in the first two weeks of the job that they're going to have a 30-minute call with every other team member. And no more than 10 minutes of that call can be about work. In other words, I'm expecting that people are getting to know each other beyond just, oh, that's that person over there that does billing, right? And so, um, you know, we could go a lot lot more depth, and I know there's other stuff you want to talk about, but I would just say that's a key thing. And the last one we talked about is the difference about how do I coach my team members who are remote? It's like all of this. The principles that you already know, if you already have some skills at coaching, if you don't have those, you need to build those regardless of where your folks work. But if you have some coaching skills, then it's a matter of how do I apply them more effectively remotely? It probably means we're, we're meeting more frequently. We may have to come up with some ways to understand the quality of the work and getting some feedback so we can have effective coaching conversations. And the last thing is, fire up that webcam more often so we can have a richer conversation um, than we might otherwise have. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the things uh, that we would do working together in the same place just translates into the virtual the world as well. And as you mentioned, quite a number of tools uh, that we can utilize to kind of uh, breach the gap or close the distance in between us, if I, if I put it that way. Yep, that's right. And I would say the two of the big ideas in the book and the, they're, they're the big strategic ideas here. One is that if you're going to lead a team that's remote or if you are remote from your team, you have to be far more intentional about everything because a lot of things that might have just sort of naturally happened before, 
even if they didn't go great, at least they're happening. Like seeing someone in the hallway and asking them a question, right? As an example, a lot of things that happened somewhat more naturally or spontaneously uh, when everyone's together are not going to happen. So we've got to be far more intentional about what we do, what we say, when we say it, where we say it, um, and how we communicate a whole variety of things. And the other thing is expectations need to be far clearer, if that's possible. I would say that, MC, that leaders who are able to set really clear and mutually understood expectations are far more effective to start with. It becomes even more critical when folks are remote. Very, very interesting. Now, Kevin, you'd also uh, put down a number of rules that could guide remote leaders, uh, rules for remarkable remote leadership. What are, are there a number ones, uh, a couple of ones that stick out and particularly that uh, you, you'd like to share with my listeners? Well, uh, well, thanks for asking that question. It is the subtitle of the book, Rules for Remarkable Remote Leadership. And, and there are 19 rules, uh, one rule for each of the chapters in the book. And the first one is think about leadership first, location second. And I think a lot of people get uh, all overly worried about, uh, even though we're talking about the nuances of doing this remotely, I, I think that people get worried about that and say, remember what you already know about leading effectively and start there. But then rule number two says, accept the fact that leading remotely requires you to lead differently. The principles haven't changed, MC, but we are going to have to do some things differently. And it's the 10% of things that we must now do differently that will make all of the difference for us. And, um, and then back to our conversation earlier about leaders feeling like they're paddling really fast to try to keep up with their, their teams that are remote. Um, rule number 16 says, accept that you can't do it all and you shouldn't try anyway. So there's just a couple of them I think that maybe are worth, worth, worth thinking about and talking about. No, absolutely. And this is, this is fascinating because the world has changed. It's, it's continuing to change how we communicate, how we work, how we interact. Uh, so uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on. Uh, Kevin, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Well, we're still spending a lot of time trying to figure out this remote thing, right? So, I, and I, I appreciate you saying that. So, a skill that I don't know that I'm, this not certainly not new for me, but a skill that I think every uh, highly effective and, uh, and, and wealthy person has figured out they need to get better at is influencing. So I'm continuing to work on the skill of being more influential in all media, both face-to-face, as well as using the various technologies we've talked about today. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, I would have to start with the big L, and that's learning. Uh, if we, and you, we just hit on that a little bit. Um, if we want to be if I, if I want my children to be, as, to be more successful than me, then they need to be learners. The world continues to change. And so we must be curious and open and willing to learn so that we can adapt and thrive moving forward. And learning, of course, means a lot more than just going to school. It means uh, doing things like listening to smart people on podcasts and reading great books like The Long Distance Leader and a hundred other things, of course. Uh, the second one that I would say is that I believe we must 
work on being more other focused. Uh, one, one of the key ideas in the book is that leadership is not really about us. It's about outcomes and other people. And I believe that the best leaders and the most effective humans and the most successful humans are really focused on others, not on themselves. There's a difference between confident and being cocky. And I believe that we can be completely other focused MC and still be confident. And so I think that 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 is a value that I hope that I can pass on to others. And then I'm going to just add a third one that's a skill as much as a value. And it relates to the first two. And that is listening. I believe that as we become better listeners, we become better learners. We become, we prove that we're other focused and we can begin to make a bigger difference in the world around us. Those are so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Where can my listeners learn more about you all and stay informed of all of the exciting projects that you're involved with? And where can they get grab a copy of the Long Distance Leader Rules for Remarkable Remote Leadership? Well, we'll thank you for that, asking that. First, we'll start with you can always find what's going on with the business at large and all of the parts of our business at kevineikenberry.com, K-E-V-I-N-E-I-K. E-N-B-E-R-R-Y.com. And everything related to the book, well, you can order a copy at your favorite um, location and get a copy there. But go to longdistanceleaderbook.com. And specifically, if you go to longdistanceleaderbook.com forward slash podcast, you'll get some special bonuses for having listened to us. And you'll find out how you can get some bonuses for having purchased a book. Follow the all the instructions there and we'll give you stuff worth way more than the book itself just for letting us know that you bought a copy longdistanceleaderbook.com forward slash podcast fantastic well kevin this has been a blast connecting thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your background and providing so much value for my listeners it's been a pleasure to be with you thanks so much for having me Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja is on a mission with producers wealth to help producers create, protect and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44. 44- 
888-222-222. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.